Welcome to your Happy Ever After podcast. I am Deanna Murphy, the founder of Deanna Murphy International and the creator of the program, Your Happy Ever After. This podcast is for separated, divorced female Christian entrepreneurs who want to overcome the damage of toxic relationships in their life by discovering their true identity, highest potential, and divine purpose so that they can truly live their happy ever after. Follow this podcast every week as I talk about practical ways to fiercely go all in with God and kingdom living in all areas of your life. Hello, welcome to today's episode titled, A True Disciple or Just a Christian? So I usually start with announcements and updates, but today I'm going to be talking about those a little later in the episode because I want to get into this straight away. So let me start by asking you a question. Would you consider yourself a true disciple of Christ or just a Christian? Maybe you can answer that straight away or maybe you aren't sure. And then again, you might be thinking, wait, Deanna, aren't these the same thing? Well, the answer is no, they aren't the same thing. And in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the difference. So my pastor preached on this topic yesterday, and this is a very timely message for the season that we're in. So today's episode is going to be a combination of his sermon and my own stuff added in here and there. But before we get into all of this, I always like to start with a prayer. So please join me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we woke up today with breath in our lungs. Thank you, Lord, that we have another opportunity in this world to make an impact. Thank you, Lord, for all the ways that you show up for us in our life. Thank you for your protection and your provision. Thank you that you are always working everything out for our good, Lord. And Lord, I want to thank you for this beautiful woman of God listening today. I pray, Lord, that you would bless her abundantly, bless her help, bless her relationships, bless her business, bless her finances, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would just use me today, speak to me and through me, that she may hear exactly what you need her to hear today. And Lord, I pray that you would please protect this message and any seeds planted today from the hands of the enemy. Do not let him snatch them away. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so today I have three points. One, very briefly, I'm going to talk about the world of Christianity today. And then I'm going to talk about what is a Christian and what is a disciple. And then I have two call to actions at the end. Yes, two. Because 
Jesus wants us to take action. He wants us to be action takers. And living the kingdom life is not a spectator life. It's a get in the game life. And it is time that we get in the game. So, first of all, the world of Christianity today. So, there are 2 billion women, oh, women. There are 2 billion people in the world today who identify as Christians. Now, let's just think about the state of the world today and everything that's going on around the world and everything that has happened today, uh, this year, and everything that has happened just even with the elections. And think about 2 billion people in the world saying that they are Christians. What kind of an impact would you expect there to be in the world if there were 2 billion Christians on the planet? And have we realized that impact? And if not, why not? These are just some questions that I want us to ponder, but also to ponder in our own life, specifically with our own impact in the world and the world around us and with family and friends and the world for God's kingdom. So point number two, what is a Christian? How would you define the word Christian? The dictionary de definition of the word Christian means people who follow or adhere to Christianity, but Christianity is a religion based on the teachings of Jesus. So technically the word Christian would mean people who follow a religion based on the teachings of Jesus. Did you know that God never called us Christians in the Bible? The word Christians doesn't even show up in the Bible until the book of Acts chapter 11, verse 26, uh, when they're in Antioch and the word Christian is used only two other times in the Bible. And that's in Acts 26, 28 and first Peter four sixteen. That's it. Three times in the whole Bible. God never identified us or associated us with being Christians. So if you look up the original Greek word for Christian, it means follower of Christ. But in the Bible, God most often calls us his sons and daughters, his children, his bride, the church, his flock, and saints. So there are many people around the world who have prayed the prayer to accept Jesus into their heart as their Lord and Savior, recognizing that they are a sinner and that they are in need of salvation. But for many of them, that's where it stopped. They didn't take their Christianity any further. They are basically in control of their own life. They don't seek um, God's help. They don't seek his direction. Um, they don't seek his intervention. Um, they make their own decisions and they do what they want when they want. 
and they have no impact on those around them, you know, for God's kingdom. And um, maybe they go to church twice a year, but, you know, maybe they were never taught how to make an impact on the world or how to completely give their life over to Jesus. And maybe they've never really read their Bible or been in a Bible study, or maybe they live in a part of the world where they don't even have access to these things. If this feels like I'm talking about you, um, then, you know, you probably feel deep down in your soul that you were created for something better. You know that you were created for something better, that there has to be more to this Christian life than what you're currently living. And if this feels like I'm talking about you, please stay with me. Hopefully, you know, you're feeling love here. I'm not here to bring any shame, blame, or to judge anyone. I'm just stating the facts. I'm just stating a reality. And my purpose today is to, in love, just bring awareness and bring your attention to a deeper way to experience your relationship with Jesus. But not only that, it's a commandment from God. So what is a disciple then? The definition of a disciple, according to the great evangelist, Billy Graham, is simply someone who believes in Jesus and seeks to follow him in his or her daily life. Now, at first glance, the definition of Christian and disciple may seem the same, but they are very different. Notice seeks to follow him. Seeking involves an action and it involves intention on our part to follow him. The 12 disciples left everything they had and they followed him. They knew him intimately. They had, they had made an active choice. And now notice the part where it says in his or her daily life, these disciples lived with Jesus daily, day in and day out for three years. The word disciple is mentioned 29 times in the New Testament. And the word disciples is actually mentioned one time in the Old Testament, which I found surprising, and 244 times in the New Testament. So when we go back to look up what original words mean, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. So you have to go look up the original Hebrew word. And the New Testament was written in Greek. So then you have to look up the original Greek word. So the original Hebrew word for the for disciple, um, which would be for the passage that is in the Old Testament, the one time it's mentioned, means instructed, accustomed, learned, taught, and used. So are you learning? Are you allowing God to teach you and use you? The original Greek word for disciple means a learner or pupil. And this word is would cover the 244 times, well, I guess plus the 29 times in the New Testament. And the Wikipedia definition of disciple is a disciple would literally follow someone in hopes of eventually becoming what they are. 
do you want to be conformed to the image of God? I'm pretty sure that's one of God's goals, right? Is for us to be conformed to the image of Christ. So if you want to fiercely go all in with God and kingdom living, you have to be a disciple, not just a Christian. We must become a disciple to become more Christ-like. So according to my pastor's sermon yesterday, a true disciple, number one, responds to an initial invitation that becomes a journey until the day they go home to meet Jesus face to face. Number two, makes inevitable and permanent lifestyle adjustments. And number three, stays committed daily regardless of resistance, delays, or persecution. So what do you think? Would you consider Jesus the Lord of your life or would you consider yourself the Lord of your life? Paul gives us a great example in Philippians 3, 7, and 8 of what living your life with Jesus as Lord looks like. And this is from the Passion Translation. I love the Passion Translation. Yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I've now forsaken them, and I regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. Oh my gosh, I love this. I love the part that says, the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. Have you experienced the delight of Jesus Christ as your Lord? I think that for many Christians around the world, they haven't. And like I said before, I think a lot of them don't have access to a lot of resources to get to know Jesus as their Lord, to be discipled. And this is where, you know, we come in. So to truly, you know, know Jesus, we have to be a disciple. Everything in your life is not your choice. And when you're a disciple, you have to eliminate the options to go back to what you were doing or who you were before. I've spent a lot of time over the last 16 years eliminating things and people that pull me away from being a disciple of Christ. And to be a disciple means that you need to lose your version of yourself, your life, and your future. And Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 16, 24, and 25, again, this is the Passion Translation, if you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely reject and disown your life. And you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own as you continually surrender your ways. For if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourself, 
you will forfeit what you try to keep. Whoa. Did you just catch that? There's two choices we have to make. One, well, there's a choice we have to make. We have two choices to choose from. So one is, if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourself, you will forfeit what you try to keep. These are conditional. So which one do you want? Do you want to continually discover true life? Or do you want to forfeit what you try to keep? Jesus is clearly telling us here to give up control of every part of our life over to him. It's that simple. It's his anyways. And we're only pretending it's ours and that we're in control and that we have choices. Of course we have choices. And yes, we can be in control if we want because we have free will. He didn't make us robots. But if we truly believe that Jesus is our Savior and our Lord, then we should be actively and intentionally following him every day and making the choices that he wants us to make, right? That's just what happens in a loving and respectful relationship. So to be a disciple is a sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice worth pursuing all the days of your life. Jesus gave us a great, it's called a great commission. I don't know if you've ever heard that term before, but he gave a great commission to his disciples and it's also meant for us, his disciples. So in Matthew 28, 16 to 20, it states, then Jesus came close to them and said, all authority of the universe has been given to me. Now, wherever you go, Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you, and never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. So, in order to make disciples in all nations, we must first be disciples. How can we teach them, lead them, and show them by example if we don't first know, practice, and live. Live it, right? This is a very timely message. The world is bursting at the seams right now to be harvested. All the major prophets right now are saying that there's going to be a huge, great awakening and revival coming. And if you don't know the difference between the two, a great awakening has to do with people that are already Christians, um, people that have already accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that many of them are going to um, come back to God, turn their hearts back towards God, like all those prodigals out there are going to turn back to God. They're going to come back to church. They are going to really start... Um, getting their life right and living their life for Jesus and just going full out. And then a revival is when people um, that aren't Christians become Christians. 
Um, so many, many people will make the decision to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And we have a huge opportunity in front of us to make a huge impact for God's kingdom right now and to harvest many people for him from around the world. But first, we have to be willing learners. And we must be sitting at Jesus' feet every day, learning everything he wants to teach us so that we can pass everything on to the multitudes multitudes of people that are coming into his kingdom. So it's decision time. Do you want to be a true disciple or just a Christian? If you want to make a commitment to be a true disciple of Jesus, because honestly, this is where you're going to find your best life. You aren't going to find it anywhere else, no matter how hard you try. So you might as well just give up the ship right now, give up the ghost, quit striving and stressing and worrying and trying to fill all these, all, trying to fill your, um, your God hole with everything but God. Um, because it's not working for you. If you were to be honest with yourself and admit it, it's not working for you. So if you want to make a commitment to become a true disciple of Jesus, then I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me and repeat after me. Jesus, I am making a commitment today to be a true follower of you, Lord. I am choosing to be a disciple of yours and not just a Christian. I want to eliminate all options that will allow me to go back to how I was before I heard this podcast. Although I may not understand it completely now, and if I'm honest, I'm a little scared of what this means exactly, but I am willing, Lord, and I trust you. Please show me in the weeks ahead what exactly this means. I am choosing to trust you and have faith that you always have the best intentions for me. Please forgive me for not taking my relationship with you seriously and for taking it for granted. I want to follow you daily for the rest of my life until I meet you face to face. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Awesome. If you prayed that prayer, I want to know. I want to know and I want to celebrate with you. So you can go to my podcast page and there is a button there where you can send me a voice message. And I would 
love to hear from you. I would love to hear that you prayed that prayer, that you made a commitment to be a disciple and not just a Christian. And I would love it if you would leave your email address. I want to send you a small gift. Surprise, surprise. I love giving gifts. So if you're truly committed to being a true disciple, then I want to encourage you to get involved in some kind of Bible study or small group that focuses on this. And unfortunately with COVID, these types of groups are few and far between. And maybe if you live in another part of the world, you don't have access to anything like this near you. But the beauty is that we have the internet. So it is my pleasure to let you know that my program, Your Happy Ever After, is a discipleship program. You probably aren't sure what you just committed to or what it entails, but you felt the pull of the Holy Spirit and you realized that there's more that you need to discover and there's more that um, you can experience. So that's okay. I'm here to walk you through it. So if you want to take that first step to becoming a true disciple, then I want to invite you to join my five-day challenge that's coming up. We start on November 19th. You can join from anywhere in the world. It will be online. And it's called seven keys to unlock your true identity, highest potential, and divine purpose. And this challenge is going to lay out the foundations for you on what it means to be a true disciple. Now, this is a journey. Do not be stressed out. Do not be overwhelmed. Do not think that you have to change your whole entire life overnight. Okay, it has taken me 16 years to get to this point, okay? Um, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid about what God's going to ask you to do, what God's going to ask you to give up. There, there's so many treasures of God to discover, and there's so much goodness in Him, okay? And so I don't want you freaking out. I don't want you being overwhelmed. I don't want you stressing about it. So come join my challenge. Let's lay the foundation and let's, you know, get you to see what it really means to be a true disciple so that you don't have to freak out about it, right? And you don't have to procrastinate about starting it and you don't have to back up and change your mind or be afraid of being a true disciple. So I put the sign up link to the challenge in the podcast notes. And like I said, the challenge starts on 1119. So... Go get signed up today. Get in the group. There's three questions you need to answer before you get admitted into the group. And then I want you to come on there and introduce yourself. If you can go live and introduce yourself, that will be great because we would all love to see your smiling face and see you talking. Um, and um, But I know some people are afraid to go live or some people don't know how to go live. So if you just want to put it in a post, that's fine. No pressure. Um, but I hope to see you in the challenge. Let's get this foundational, um, pieces in place. If you decide after the, um, challenge that you don't want to go any further with me, that's fine. 
I would just encourage you to at least continue on your own journey of discipleship and not to stop. But, um, you know, let's get these foundational pieces in place so that you can start um, your journey on this road because it is such an amazing journey. And like I said, I want to see you in the challenge. I hope to see you in the challenge because I want to see your beautiful beaming face after you just made that decision. So real quick, lastly, I just want to give you an update on my fast. So just to recap, I have been fasting uh, since October 5th and I'm going to January 5th. It's a 90 day fast and I'm ending it the day before my birthday. And I started with the Daniel fast, but then because of some uh, complications with food options at work, I moved to a veg mostly a vegetarian diet with some fish. And then on November 1st, I switched to a liquid fast for seven days because I wanted to pray for our nation before the elections. And I wanted to pray for a three-day virtual conference I attended this past week. And my liquid fast ended last night after the conference. And so then I took communion and then I ate dinner. And I basically took yesterday off from fasting technically, but I still tried to somewhat stick to the vegetarian fish diet. And then I officially started fasting again today. I've lost almost 10 pounds so far. And one of my intentions of doing this 90 day fast was to lose this weight I've been trying to lose for eight years. It is not coming with me in 2021. This weight needs to stay right here in 2020 with all the other, I wanna say crap, all the other stuff that has happened to us this year. This is the perfect year to get rid of this weight and lose it, uh, leave it in this year. And it's the perfect year to ditch it once and for all. And so, you know, that's how my fast is going. Um, one episode, I'll just have to um, get on here and talk to you guys about everything that God's been doing in my fast. Um, but that's a whole nother episode. So that wraps up today's episode. And I want to thank you so much for joining me and for listening. And I truly hope that you can see the difference between being a true disciple and a Christian and why you want to be a true disciple and that God commands us to be a true disciple. And then what's the next action step that you need to take to become a true disciple? So I can't. Tune in next week for another episode of Your Happy Ever After. Love and shine.